And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. P-O-L-D-A-T-E, Colgate presents Bill Stern. With a Colgate Shave Cream Sport Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern speaking from Hollywood, California, and bringing you the 323rd edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guests here in Hollywood tonight are two of Hollywood's most famous stars, Abbott and Costello. But first, real one, portrait of a fist fight. Since we're broadcasting tonight from Hollywood, it's appropriate that we tell this story. For although this story began far from Hollywood, but wait a minute. Let's begin the story. Back in 1895, Bob Fitzsimmons was scheduled to fight Peter Mayer for the heavyweight championship of the world. The fight was to be held in Langree, Texas. But since prize fighting was illegal in those days, the United States government dispatched an army of soldiers into Texas to stop the fight. However, the promoter was determined to stage this fight, and so he moved it across the border into nearby Mexico. But the Mexican government didn't want that fight any more than our government did, and they too dispatched an army of soldiers to see that the fight was stopped. Nevertheless, on February the 21st of 1896, on a small island in the middle of the Rio Grande River, which separates the United States from Mexico, those two fighters finally did meet. And Bob Fitzsimmons knocked out Peter Mayer in the first round. They staged their fight, even though the American army was drawn up on the American side of the Rio Grande River, and the Mexican army was drawn up on the Mexican side of the river. But neither army could stop that fight, since neither army knew for sure whether that island in the middle of the river on which that fight had been staged belonged to the United States or to Mexico. And that's the story of how Bob Fitzsimmons once fought for the heavyweight championship of the world, despite the fact that two armies tried to stop him. But that's not the end of the story. At that fight was a young photographer named Edward Moybridge. He'd come to take pictures of the fight. But at that fight, Edward Moybridge could not get good pictures. For every time he tried to take a picture, one of the fighters would move a bit. And since in those days, cameras could not photograph anything but stationary objects, all his pictures were blurred. That gave Edward Moybridge an idea. Why couldn't he develop a camera that could take action pictures? Pictures of people in action, motion pictures. The more Edward Moybridge thought about that idea, the better he liked it. And he got Bob Fitzsimmons, the heavyweight champion, to advance him enough money to give it a try. Since Bob Fitzsimmons was coming to California, Edward Moybridge came along too. And in California, Edward Moybridge developed his first motion picture camera. And it worked. For he went out to a racetrack. And he actually took pictures of a racehorse in action. And these pictures of a racehorse in action proved that he'd created a new invention. The invention of motion pictures. And that's the story. A story that started when a young photographer named Edward Moybridge watched Bob Fitzsimmons fight for the championship of the world and then talked Bob Fitzsimmons into taking him to California so that he, Edward Moybridge, might invent motion pictures. But that's not quite the end of the story. Because motion pictures were invented in California, there was a curious result. For not only was a California racehorse responsible for proving that there were such things as motion pictures, 
But the name of that racehorse was Hollywood. And Hollywood, the home of motion pictures, is named after that horse. Portrait of a racehorse named Hollywood that gave a city both its name and its industry. Real two. He's a great gladiator. For two years straight, he's got the most valuable player award. His game is professional football. His name is Don Hudson. And let me add, his shave cream is Colgate Brushless. Here's what Don Hudson wrote me about Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. Dear Bill, so you want to know what I think of Colgate Brushless shave cream. Brother, I think it's the answer to a shaver's prayer. Especially, no more smarting a stinging gate brushless shave every morning. It not be greasy or gooey. It rinses off your face and your razor in a flash. I recommend the big nine-ounce jar because it saves money, lasts longer, and fits neatly on the bathroom shelf. But tube or jar, I'll back Colgate Brushless this way. If it doesn't completely satisfy you in every way, just mail the top of the carton to me, Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey, and you'll get double your money back. Get that jumbo jar tonight. Real three, Colgate's camera close-up of Hollywood. We're broadcasting from Hollywood tonight, and here in Hollywood... Two of the brightest stars are Abbott and Costello. You've all laughed at their radio show on Thursday nights. You've all seen Abbott and Costello in their pictures. Now meet them in person, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. I'm a bad boy. I'll say you are, but behave yourself while Bill is talking, Lou. Uh, look, by the way, Lou, uh, we're guests of Bill tonight. Why, why not get serious for a change? That I will. Thanks, Bud, and thank you too, Lou, for agreeing to be serious. How about you two boys telling me that sports story that you told a little bit earlier? You start, Lou, will you? Okay, Bill. It's the story of a couple of basketball players. One of them was named Francis Cristillo. He played for a basketball team from Patterson, New Jersey. Yes, and the other was named William Alexander. He played for a team from Camden, New Jersey. Yes, I remember those teams, and I remember, too, that Francis Cristillo and William Alexander were both great basketball players playing for great teams. But go on with your story, boys. Well... In 1922, both of these teams were undefeated. And finally, they met in the last game of the year. And it was some game, Bill. It wasn't just a battle between two teams. It turned into a personal battle between Francis Cristillo of Patterson and William Alexander of Camden. Everybody thought the game was going to end in a fistfight. And they were right, because just before the game ended, Francis Cristillo and William Alexander did start to trade bunches. But they were finally pulled apart. Well... Well, go on with your story. What happened to Francis Costello and William Alexander after they fought during that basketball game? Oh, they became friends, Bill. In fact, they decided to become partners. And as partners, they became a couple of comedians. You see, Bill, today people know them as Abbott and Costello. Wait a minute. Those two basketball players were really you two fellas? That's right, Bill. And, Bill, if it hadn't been for basketball, we might never have met. So, you see... Sports means a lot to us. Well, thank you, Abbott and Costello. But don't go away, boys. I want you both back later in this program. Okay, Bill. We'll be here. Thanks, boys. Real four. Profile of sportsmanship. Did you ever stop to think what the word sportsmanship means? It sometimes had very strange results. For instance, once back in 1922, a football player named Charlie Buell was the star of the Harvard football team. He was great. And because of Charlie Buell... Harvard was a favorite to defeat Yale in their annual football game. But just before that game, the Yale players found out that Harvard star Charlie Buell had a fractured shoulder. And if they hit him on that shoulder, he'd soon be out of the game and they could win. For without him, Harvard had a little chance. And that's why, just before the game, the Yale coach called his team together in the locker room, as he said. Listen, boys. 
I understand you just found out that Harvard star Charlie Buell is going to play today with a weak shoulder. Now listen to me. I know if we got Buell out of the game, we could win. But we're not going to get him out of the game. The first boy that hits Charlie Buell's shoulder today is through. We don't win games that way at Yale. That afternoon, the Yale players never touched Charlie Buell's shoulder. They refused to hit an injured man. And because of this sportsmanship on Yale's part, Charlie Buell of Harvard scored the winning touchdown that beat Yale. But there have been other examples of sportsmanship, too. For once at Wimbledon, where they play for the tennis championship of England, the great Helen Jacobs was playing America's tennis champion, Helen Wills. The judges awarded Helen Jacobs the match on a close decision on the last point of the last game. But Helen Jacobs refused to accept the championship that way. She demanded that the last point be replayed. It was. She lost it. She went on to lose the game, the set, and the championship of England. And so, Helen Jacobs lost a tennis title that she'd already won... Because she was a good sport. And how about the famous Bobby Jones in golf? In 1925, during the United States Open Golf Championship, Bobby Jones saw that he had moved his golf ball ever so slightly in getting ready to hit it. In fact, he'd moved his golf ball so slightly that no one had even seen him do it. However, Bobby Jones asked the officials to penalize him one stroke for moving the ball, slight as it was. They argued with him. They said nobody had seen it. But he demanded that penalty. And that one stroke, he penalized himself was the stroke that cost him the golf championship of the United States for he lost by a single stroke. But one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard of sportsmanship happened many years ago in an automobile race. That day, driving his racing car at a terrific rate of speed was the famous Eddie Rickenbacker. As the cars reached the final lap, Eddie Rickenbacker's car was out in first place. He was doing better than 100 miles an hour. And then, then it happened. A tiny youngster ran out on that track. The crowd watched in horror for bearing down on the helpless child with Eddie Rickenbacker speeding racing car. At that very instant, Eddie Rickenbacker saw that child in front of his car. He realized he either had to run over that child or swerve into the brick wall up the side of the track. Instantly, Eddie made his choice. He swerved his car and he crashed into the brick wall. Eddie Rickenbacker's car was demolished. But somehow, he lived through that smash-up. A smash-up caused by Eddie Rickenbacker saving a tiny child's life. And maybe you'd be interested in knowing who the story says that child was, whose life Eddie Rickenbacker saved. That child has since grown up to be the great movie star, Fred McMurray. Strange, isn't it? That Eddie Rickenbacker should risk his own life to save the life of Fred McMurray. But it's much stranger when you realize that Fred McMurray, according to the story, the very boy whose life Eddie Rickenbacker once saved, is today playing the part of Eddie Rickenbacker in the movie of Eddie Rickenbacker's life. Portrait of Eddie Rickenbacker, whose life is being played on the screen by the boy whose life he once saved. Real five. Since we're broadcasting from Hollywood tonight, two of Hollywood's great stars, Abbott and Costello, will be back in a moment. But first... So you have a dry, sensitive skin and a barbed wire beard, the kind that puts a jinx on your razor. Well, then, brother, it's high time you introduce those wiry whiskers to Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. I'm telling you, it's a pleasure to shave with this light, fluffy cream because it stays moist clear through your shave, doesn't dry out, doesn't draw your skin. With a fresh, cooling touch, it softens your whiskers so your razor fairly skims them off, leaving your face smooth, your skin refreshed, and your morning disposition, marvelous. What's more, Colgate Brushless rinses off your razor in almost nothing flat because it's not greasy or gummy. 
treat your face to a real championship shave. Get Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions in the big nine-ounce economy jar tonight. Now back to Bill Stern. Real six. Colgate Candid Camera catches the story behind the story. And for tonight's story behind the story, since we're in Hollywood, here are Hollywood's two famous comedians once again, Abbott and Costello. Lou Costello and Bud Abbott, will you come back here again, please? I want to congratulate both of you on the wonderful thing that you're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, these two men, Abbott and Costello, have started a youth center here in Hollywood. It's a building which will be started next week to open in June for underprivileged children. It'll have a swimming pool, basketball, handball, and tennis courts, a gymnasium, a library, and most important, free medical care. It's to be called the Lou Costello Jr. Youth Foundation in honor of Lou's son. It'll cost over $300,000, every cent of which these two boys, Abbott and Costello, are putting up themselves. Congratulations, gentlemen. Uh, thank you, Bill, but <laughs> that was Lou's idea. Yes, bud. But, but I couldn't have done it without your help. I just hope the children get as much fun out of using it as we're getting out of building it. Good night, Bill. Good night. And that's the 3 mark for tonight. We've been broadcasting from Hollywood, California tonight, where I guess we're Abbott and Costello. Next Friday night, we'll be back same time, same stations, with another edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guest next week will be another of Hollywood's great stars, George Rapp. So be sure and be with us next Friday night at our usual time when we present as our guest one of Hollywood's most famous stars, George Rapp. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the News of the Day Newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now, until next Friday evening at the same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night from Hollywood. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, had lots to say. He told you tales of sports heroes, the inside dope he really knows. So listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Abbott and Costello appeared in this program tonight through courtesy of Universal Pictures and will soon be seen in their new picture, Little Giant. They may be heard each Thursday evening over many of these same stations, sponsored by the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company, makers of Camel Cigarettes. This program originated in Hollywood. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.